Hello, and welcome to a special bonus edition of Security Management Highlights. I'm your host, the security guy, Chuck Harold. Culture is essentially the way we do things around here. That's that's what, you know, in a statement, what culture is. And, and the two are very much interrelated because without culture, without an examination of culture, one cannot be successful in not just any resiliency initiative, but any other type of initiative as well. Malcolm Reed, CPP, is the managing director of Bryson LLC, a risk management advisory firm based in Virginia, USA. He's a globally recognized leader in the fields of risk management and cyber resilience. Malcolm is a member of ASIS International and an active volunteer within the organization. He is a member of the Standards and Guidelines Commission, a regional vice president, and a member of the Crisis Management and Business Continuity Council. He holds the most prestigious accolade in the field of business continuity, the Fellow of the Business Continuity Institute. I'd like to welcome my next guest, Mr. Malcolm Reed, MBA, MS, MA, CPP, FBCI, CFE, CBCP. Malcolm, you are the winner of the most acronyms in security. Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's very, very impressive, uh, your, your background, your training. You're the guy, it seems, to talk about culture and resiliency insecurity. It's often a job put off to risk management or people that are going to go around and count all the equipment and stuff. But we're talking about how does a business recover and how does the culture help do that or not help do that, really? So let's define what culture and resiliency is within an organization. Right. Resiliency, I would, I would define resiliency, especially organizational resiliency, as the ability of an organization to adapt and recover from any disruptive event that threatens its operations. That's a, that's a basic, um, very simple definition of what organizational resilience and resiliency is in that context. Culture is essentially the way we do things around here. That's, that's what, you know, in a statement, what culture is. And, and the two are very much interrelated because without culture, without an examination of culture, one cannot be successful in not just any resiliency initiative, but any other type of initiative as well, whether it be marketing or, or CRM, anything like that. So um, in the case of resilience, we are talking about how are we making an organization more resilient through business continuity um, professional practices. And that's what the security professional needs to know. How is the security professional going to use business continuity professional practices to embed within the organization and make it more resilient? So embedding within the organization means embedding within the culture of the organization, causing a change within the culture. Because culture could culture naturally would resist anything that's different from it. You know, um, it's it's almost a an application of one of Newton's laws, you know. Um, it says every object remains at rest or continues in motion until acted upon by an external force. So that's one of Newton's laws, and essentially that's what happens in an organization. It wants to either continue the way it's going, or it does not want to change unless it's acted upon by this external force, which is again embedding business continuity throughout the organization and then trying to achieve resilience so the ability to bounce back or rebound from this disruptive event. Would you say that security as its own culture is sort of in the middle of these two competing areas? Are they in the middle of the company culture and are they in the middle of the recovery? Because they kind of have to work in both worlds to make this work for a for a corporation or a company. And that's that's an excellent point, Jacques, because uh, and, and I would say that the security professional has to be 
not just a technical subject matter expert within their organization, but the security, the security manager, the security executive has to be business savvy. So that, that person must understand business. And that's where you, I think you, when, when you alluded to sitting in between you know, the organization as well as being able to become resilient. So the security professional must understand business, must understand how the business operates, understand their role, his or her role within the organization, and understand that you're, you're essentially not, your, your role is not there just to manage security or the process he's involved. You are there to, to ensure that the organization continues on its mission. So it's business mission, you know, the mission is to create widgets um, in the best way um, through motivated employees. And your job as a security professional is to ensure that this supply chain that we use to create these widgets or the systems and processes involved in continuity uh, helps the organization to adapt, to, to adapt to change, to be robust enough to resist, you know, tremendous change and to be agile enough to, to change quickly when needed to. And that essentially in, incorporates that um, resilience. It's adaptive, it's robust, and it's agile at the same time. And sitting in between the business means that, you know, all let's say the CSO, let me give the example of the CSO here, sitting at the C-suite, and you have your, your, CF, your chief financial officer, your CEO, your chief marketing, your chief risk officer, everyone's speaking that language, and they say, hey, how do we... How do we make this happen? The security professional now taking her technical knowledge and then applying that business, uh, on this strong understanding of the business, business acumen, tying it all together and being able to roll out a proper plan uh, through the organization, through its culture, understanding employees at different levels, understanding how can we effect change through uh, proper practices, but not try to force it. It shouldn't be shouldn't be forced. It should be something that's accepting that people people want to say, wow, you know, we need to get on board quickly because this is a new initiative in the company. We're becoming more resilient. The security guy is driving in, in as a as a major driver. And he can and and again, the security professional can see where we need to go from a resilient standpoint and understand again the processes within the company, how we make widgets. How much do you think security influ- influences a corporate culture. I mean, to me, it's quite similar to a police officer in a community. They have great influence on how the society reacts and behaves within within a community. Uh, and we see positive and negative effects of that on the media every single day. I, I kind of think security can really contribute to that and lead in that, that area of culture acceptance, right? And make a bridge between culture and resiliency. What do you think? Oh, definitely. And I like your analogy of uh, law enforcement as well, because it's, it's very, very similar. People... I think if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know that that, that concept. Um, I think the need for security is is very important, and people, you know, and, and that can be translated into many different things, obviously. But well, we're speaking about security within the organization. People want to know that the human element is secure, your information is secure, and of course, your physical assets as well also secure. So the security, the security professional and, and security unit within the within the company has a a key role, not just be seen, not just to be seen as, um, you know, hey, we're here to just, you know, protect, you know, check, check your IDs and uh, and look at the cameras if something goes wrong, you know. Um, the security professional now has to show that what's the value added, 
And I think that's the kind of conversation the security professional needs to have because people are looking to you for if something happens, the first person they're going to look to, you know, the first um, group of people are the security professionals within the organization. I think it's, it's a key role. I think it's, it's a very influential role as well. People should come to you for advice, even down to their, they may have questions about their personal security that they may bring to the professional. They should see that person. And I say that person, I mean, when I say that person, I mean the security unit, the other managers involved in security, depending on how big the unit is. Um, see them as the go-to people, the subject matter experts, the people you go to when you have questions about security, whether it be personal or whether it be within the organization. How do we protect our, protect our assets? What are we doing? Are we doing enough? So again, by virtue of that, there's a, there's a concept again in HR, the concept of power, an expert power. And that security professional needs to be able to leverage his or her expert power again to to cause change within the organization, to drive change and to, and to be able to influence others in a positive way as well, because the security professional must be seen as someone that people, you know, sort of like an, almost an open door policy, if you will, but, you know, something where people can be able to get in contact with you when you need to, you're, 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 you're reachable and all your, your people, are, all your staff members have that same level of professionalism. So the security unit has a culture within itself with, and that is a sub, subset of the organization, but it doesn't have to be the same as the organization. It could be a driver and a, and a, a sort of like a, um, a, a catalyst for change within the organization. People see security as, wow, you know, we like, they're very professional, they're knowledgeable, they're very, you know, uh, easy to talk to. Um, that's the kind of culture we want in the organization. So therefore, security can become that driver. Just like when we see law enforcement officers, they look, they, you know, you see them, they look professional, they engage professionally within the communities. People, young kids will say, hey, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. You know, it's, it's a very similar sort of analogy there. Speak to me as, as if I was a security officer a security director, maybe a CISO or CSO, and tell me how I can improve my, I guess, public profile in this area. How can I get people to engage me more in this concept of resiliency? Right. And I, I think in order to do that, I would say it's a multi, multi-dimensional type of um, approach to, to that. I think one, as a security professional, one has to engage in continuous improvement at a personal level. So, so you mentioned, you know, you, when, you, when you introduced me, you mentioned the, uh, the, the acronyms and they all mean something and they all are very much related to security in terms of fraud detection, cybersecurity, business continuity, various academic uh, accolades and stuff like that. So that's developing yourself professionally. Um, obviously, that gains a certain amount of respect as well um, in and out of your industry, right? And I think that the security professional needs to go on, I call it a roadshow, you know, where you... Where you uh, making presentations to different departments, getting involved when they have their department meetings, seek an audience with them so that you can talk about how we are changing the culture. I think that's a very, very important tool, what they call awareness programs. Uh, very, very important. Um, if you can use visual aids as well, uh, for example, if you go to the, uh, you know, like a, a transport hub, you may be people looking at, at, at television. Again, yes, you should be seeing security-related content, especially if you're in a transport hub. That's a very important thing. See something, say something, other types of initiatives like that. When that keeps driving in over and over into people's minds and into their subconscious, I think you're driving change within the organization and you're, you're gaining more acceptance for, for what it is you're trying to achieve. And also, so with the awareness programs, the personal development, and also, I would say, um, you know, also bring on board programs that staff members can, you know, they can, 
they would like to learn more about security, then we can you can engage with with us here as, as security professionals. We are offering uh, personal personal training. Everyone's interested in their personal safety uh, again. So it's it's a it's a low hanging fruit to have a personal training program. Having staff members come to you for that advice, and then that translates more and more into their daily lives, and then they say, you know what, Chuck is the guy to go to if we have any questions on security because you they see you as you know, the, the box stops with you. You you are the, the subject matter expert in this area. My guest has been Malcolm Reed, CPP. Mr. Malcolm, thank you so much for coming on Security Management Highlights. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you very much, Chuck. I really had a, a fantastic time talking to you today. Thank you very much.